high forks, high handlebars, sissy bar, high exhaust, crazy paint job, a lot of chrome. Just the lines of the bike, these stretched out lines and the laid back stance, it's, it's like a magic pose, you know? It just, it just says, I'm free. In truth, a, a chopper is less functional than the bike it started with. It may be quicker, but it doesn't handle as well. It's not as easy to ride but it's really about an aesthetic statement. And that interested me. That was what hooked me into the possibility of writing about the history of choppers. People have been modifying their motorcycles since motorcycles were built, but there, there came a, a little bit more aesthetic uh, tendency around 1905. Some really famous people like Harold Karslake built famous custom bikes. Maybe not as we recognize them today, but they were completely individual. I think he is the true great-grandfather of the custom movement. So in the book I explore, I start with him and I go through a couple of American styles, cut-downs in the 1920s where people would shorten their Harleys and make them more race-like, Bob Jobs in the 30s where they would uh, mimic the Class C racers, which were the dirt track racers at the time. And after the Second World War, they, the Bob Jobs sort of got really stylish. They started adding a lot of chrome and higher handlebars and sissy bars and exhausts that kicked up and crazy metallic paint jobs. So by the early to mid 50s, they start to look like choppers. And then at some point in the mid to late 50s, people started extending the forks. And those are really choppers. One of the, the, the true secrets about chopper history is that it's, it's from multiple cultures at once. You know, uh, people have a cliche that choppers are a white man's game, but they, 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 they're not. And they didn't start that way. I know that uh, black bike builders in Southern California and Latino bike builders in Southern California in the 1940s were, and, and white builders at the same time together were modifying their bikes to become choppers. And they were all sort of, in my opinion, equally responsible for the development of this style. These guys may not have ridden together, but they, they saw each other. Everyone knows the Captain America bike. In my opinion, it's the most famous and most recognizable motorcycle in the world. You don't need to know who Peter Fonda is, you don't need to know anything about the movie, but you see that bike, 
that bike says something to you. You know, it's, it's a cultural touchstone. Everyone in the world knows that bike. And so, but no one ever thinks about who made that bike, where did this bike come from? They just think Peter Fonda built it, it came from a film studio. But uh, in, back in, uh, I think, 2009, I went to an exhibit in Los Angeles called Black Chrome, which was about the black motorcycling experience. And there was uh, some information there about Ben Hardy, who was uh, a chopper builder in LA in the 50s and 60s, uh, had built this, uh, built these Captain America bikes. So I did some research, I wrote an article on my website, and someone wrote to me and said, no, the guy you really need to talk to because Ben Hardy is dead, uh, he died in 1993, is Cliff Vaz. So it turns out that uh, this fellow, Cliff Vaz, who was a civil rights worker and in the, in the early 60s, and kind of a radical and kind of a wild man, I mean, some of the stories he tells are the hairiest motorcycle stories I have ever heard. I mean, to have a, a black dude riding with a white girl on the back on a chopper in Alabama in 1964, that's crazy. You know, this is a new story. No one knows this story. It's coming out in the book. <laughs>